0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. I'm your host, Justin McCormick, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have Jake Kinney, tour manager for Connor Smith. You're going to hear Jake's story of growing up in Albany, Georgia, and how he began managing bands while still in high school. You'll also hear stories from some of his first trips to Nashville, meeting with Cappy, Luke Combs' manager, what he believes is the number one key to success for new artists, and what a day in the life looks like tour managing for Connor Smith on the road. I had a great time talking to Jake. I hope you guys enjoy the episode, and we'll see you at the end. Just keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. Try not to be bitter. You gotta do it either way. Keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. So when life throws a jab, you gotta duck out. How you doing today jake good man thank you so much for having me man. of course man so glad to have you on the show so getting right into your story you grew up in albany georgia What was your childhood like down there well, well you pronounce it all benny it's it's two syllables I'm there Albany, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude
1: no but it, it was great man it was great so i actually listened to uh jd groovers um prepping prepping for this and he said he grew up in the best place ever um he's wrong. I, I think if you go two hours West of my hometown, mm-hmm. uh, then that's the best place ever. But dude, Albany was amazing. Um, a lot like, um, you, you kind of hear, um, from all these small town folks, uh, about, about growing up in, in towns, uh, where, where there wasn't much to do. And so you kind of had to make your own fun. Um, so that that's, that's what we did, man. We went out to my buddy's farms and, and spent our time outside, uh, hunting, fishing, um, honestly, more than hunting fishing, just being outside and uh making making use of the land, whatever, whatever you can find fun doing. So um, man, it's fun. Uh I I grew up in the same hometown as uh Dallas Davidson, Luke Bryan, Cole Swindell, Phillip Phillips, um, Ray Charles is born there. Um, Otis Redding was actually born there too. Uh moved to Macon. Um two hours south uh, a few days after he he was born but uh, yeah he was born there so it felt like you're in a musical hub from afar a lot of country music fans and just music fans in general um, that al- almost saw from um, like a 30,000 foot view kind of what was going on and all these uh, all these artists lives that were from their hometown so um, it was great I was a fan man I was a fan uh, since birth
0: for sure now, growing up around the house, who are some of the first bands or artists you listened to that you kind of felt a connection to music with uh, growing up?
1: That interesting question. So like I said, um, Luke and Cole are from our hometown. So um, almost immediately, let's see, I, I guess Luke was taken around 2010 and I, I would have been eight years old when that happened. Um, and so Luke, uh, all of his first... Uh, all of his first songs, all my friends say, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. It, it was being played on repeat on the radio, and so you get in your car, and it's like our hometown boy, Luke Bryan. He he put Albany, Georgia, Leesburg, Georgia, on the map. So um, he he was a, a massive influence, and then Cole came right after him. Philip Phillips went to American Idol. Won um, the thing, and and you know when when you go on American Idol, they bring you back to your hometown right before the finale, and so um, that was really cool. He came back to our hometown and played uh, Lee County High School, not where I went to school, but where a lot of my buddies went to school, and you, you kind of you, you got to see him play on the football field. It was so cool, but uh more than that, man, my dad was in like a nine-piece soul band, Um and it was honestly more of like a wedding party band and whatnot, but I grew up on all that good stuff. The temptations, uh, just soul, soul music, uh, James Brown, uh, all that good stuff. And so, uh, I feel like I got a, a good arsenal of, of all, all these
0: different types of genres growing up, man. No doubt. Now, uh, what age did you end up picking up the drums then? Was it pretty early on? Wow.
1: You know, I play drums, man. Oh, of
0: course man. <laughs> you did
1: your research. <laughs> um, let's see, probably around 11, 12 years old did that. And, um, and, and played and and took lessons for about a year or two. And then, um, just about like everybody else, the, my church needed a drummer. And so I just hopped in there in middle school and, uh, started playing drums. My dad was leading worship at the, uh, at church. And so, um, I was right behind him on the kit, laying down the grooves, dude. And it was so much fun. Um, And yeah, man, that's, uh, I've never gotten that question before. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, were you, uh, were you playing in bands like in your local area at all, or was it mostly just church at that time? It
1: it was mostly church. Um, I I had the thought of, of playing in, in bands and whatnot, opening up for other buddies and, and, uh, and doing that thing, you know, you play the showcases and the talent shows and stuff. I won the talent show, um, my, my screen's talent show, which, uh. Which was a big deal at the time, but uh, five hundred bucks for for a middle schooler is pretty good.
0: You're a millionaire uh, at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know, man. That's like fifty Sonic trips. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, I, I really didn't play play around that much. I ended up right before I got out of high school. I ended up falling in love with the the business side of uh, the music industry. So um, quickly transitioned into that.
0: Now I saw when when you were super young, you were like getting to meet a lot of artists backstage, like after their shows, was there any artists that you met that you talked to that kind of made you see like, just like all these huge artists, just as normal people, like from an, a young age?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, to, to start, it was, it was probably Luke Combs. Um, Luke Combs, my sister. So the kind of tapping to that note. Um, my, my sister was a publicist for two labels, uh, Universal Music Group and then Sony Music Group. Now she works at Spotify. So um, ever since I was probably about ten years old, I was I was growing up sort of backstage around all these artists, and um, I vividly remember there was a there was a Jason Aldean show at Truist Park um, where Hootie and the Blowfish came back together to open up for him, and Luke was like the third of five act on the bill and that's right as luke was taken hurricane was taken um he had just gotten signed to sony all that good stuff and my sister was his publicist and so um i was able to go to that show and meet luke and um just as much of a human as um everybody else is and um honestly just one of the best guys um has kept his head through all of it and to this day whenever i see luke he, uh he's just as much of a, a buddy as everybody else is so um uh, man it, that, that's kind of that's kind of where it started dude
0: that's awesome. Now you mentioned your sister Mary Catherine. She worked her way all the way up from receptionist at Universal to now head of artist partnerships at Spotify. What was that like to uh, to see that kind of rise? Just in high school, when you're thinking about getting into the music business.
1: Well, in, until until recently, man, I didn't realize how crazy that is. Um, ha, I mean, you have to to work your way up from receptions to where she is now, you, you really have to put your head down and, and realize the the bigger picture there. Um and so being able to see I think whenever from my small town um and, and from growing up around Albany, even though Luke and Cole and Philip all came from right where we were at, and um you you kind of got to see their careers. But whenever from my hometown, whenever someone was involved with all these massive artists that were taking, it was cool in general. Um, now it Whenever I was that young, I didn't realize the difference between a reception receptionist and a publicist. So, um, but now I do, and um, it was so cool being able to see that take um, going up to Capitol Records and, and touring, uh, touring Capitol Records, and be able to see just all the all the plaques and, and murals of of all the artists and whatnot, and, and meeting um, the CEOs and all the people behind the business. Um, I think that's kind of where I first started um, realizing. Oh gosh, this is like a legit industry. And then um, a few years later, whenever my sister worked her way up to um, a, a little bit higher higher position, um, her taking me to dinners and, and the studio. She took me to the studio with Tyler Childers recording uh, his Spotify single sessions with. Um, what uh, where was it? It was um, I for it was the Butcher Shop. Um, I, I, it was it was this crazy studio under this abandoned almost these like abandoned buildings it's where uh johnny cash and john prine had recorded their, some of their first records and whatnot and it was it was really really cool dude and so whenever i walked in there i was like okay okay she kind of knows uh she kind of knows what she's doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you talked about going out to dinners uh i i heard you mention uh going to an early dinner with cappy luke combs manager kind of talk about how that relationship started and kind of how he inspired you to want to get into management
1: yeah, man. Uh, I mean, back to, back to Mary and being his publicist. Um, uh, I think Cappy has since the job, I think that dinner was in 2019 and he took me to an ice steak dinner. And, um, how could you deny an nice steak dinner right. when you're uh 16 years old? And, um, anyways, uh, yeah, man, he, he basically just kind of took me under his wing starting with that dinner. He took me to dinner and, um, and, explain the tiers of uh management how you have an overall manager and you have a business manager and you have a tour manager day-to-day um and with and then then you have partnerships with the label and publishing uh companies and within the label you have publicists and, and and radio teams and and uh creative teams and digital teams and all that good stuff and and through that the crazy 16 year old jake kenny decided oh my gosh that's what i want to do <laughs> and so um Anyways, uh Cappy ever since that dinner has really just been in my corner. And um any question I've ever had, he, he's been the first to pick up the phone and answer it and um and kind of walk me through. I was uh and from I mean, it's crazy kind of how the Lord works and, and from that dinner, you know, uh I, I got to work for Cappy directly under him all this past summer and um and uh in go into rooms that I probably shouldn't be in, but, um, I I ended up in, and, um, he he really is just invested in me and, um, and he he does it with everybody, man. He's, he's truly one of a kind and really takes people under their wing and invest into invest in the younger generation and sort of, that's kind of what I want to do, man. Uh, whenever I get his age, I want to be investing in the the new generation of of guys making it in Nashville. And, um, he's doing it right now, man. So, uh, um, I'm so appreciative of him and, uh, like what he's seen in me um, throughout all these years.
0: Now, what was it like being 16 and already knowing that you want to go into music management? I feel like there's not a lot of high schoolers out there. that are saying like, I want to manage like the biggest artists in country. Well, uh, honestly,
1: I, I it, it's a dream hundred percent. Um, and, and whenever you get into the, whenever you get in, into the thick of a dream, um, you, you, you realize what it all entails. And so I think that's what like me and you understand now, but the general the world itself doesn't understand what goes into managing an artist. so, um, but it's still the dream man. um it whenever so shortly after that dinner, um Luke was playing um Luke was playing his first arena arena tour. And so I went to the first date on his first arena tour and it was at the BJCC in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And, um, the feeling that I had like the second hand, I don't even know. I was just so, I was so proud of, I had met Cappy years, years ago. And I obviously know my sister my entire life and, and to see Luke walk on a stage in front of 13,000 folks and all of them be screaming his songs. It was. I cried, dude. I cried. It was like I couldn't hold it back. It was. It was insane. And yeah. so, um, and I sat there and I was like, "Holy crap!" I saw. I saw the look on Cappy's face because I was sitting there, kind of right above side stage, so I could watch Cappy the entire time. I could watch Nicole, Luke's wife, the entire time, and see how proud they were of uh Luke really putting his head down and chasing this dream and it coming true. And um, and and on- honestly, like seeing. Holy crap. Okay, we just sold out this first arena in this 50 show arena tour. And, um, and we still got a long ways to go. And, and it's true, man. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here with like a, a banner of a sold out Luke Combs Stadium. And, and, and they just saw, they saw the, they had a vision and they, and they, they pursued it. And um, seeing that happen, man, I was like, I want to do that. I want my artists walking on stage and be me having that same exact feeling um, that I did that night in 2019, whenever Luke walked on stage. So
0: yeah. Right. So stepping away from management for a second, going back to drumming, I saw in 2017, you actually got to play with Maren Morris for a show. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, dude, that was, that was fun. My sister was actually her publicist at the time. Um, And so um that was a Christmas present that was whenever I was um that's when I was in the thick of drumming and uh, I the creative side of music um uh, Mary Catherine was honestly kind of trying to get me like oh they're like hey management's really cool too you get to travel and see your family um and uh and so for for Christmas she she gifted me the opportunity to play at the Georgia Theater with um with Mary Morris sound check I got the sound check and then play play the actual show which was pretty cool but um that was insane, man. Uh I went and got with my drum teacher and learned 80s Mercedes. And uh thankfully um I had learned to play to a click track from playing in church and whatnot. And so um, man, it, it was amazing. It, it was a great uh great experience, full circle moment because now I'll go to school at UGA. Um, I'm here in Athens and I've done probably since I've been at UGA, I've probably done 35, 40 shows of the Georgia theater um in some in some capacity and so um it's so so full circle that that's like one of the first shows I really ever um, got to be a part of and industry-wise
0: that is crazy now uh you ended up going on to launch your your own company see above artists and uh, manage several artists and now you're the tour manager for Connor Smith kind of how did uh your years uh managing uh artists early on kind of shape you to be able to tour manage Connor Smith now yeah man um
1: like I've kind of tapped on earlier, you, you don't realize what it all entails until you're thick of it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, man, I, I started managing this uh, rock band that asked me to be their photographer um, two and a half years ago. And uh, and so so I got got into that deal and uh, and learn how to break bands through live shows. And then I uh, had two country clients that I learned really like the political side of Nashville uh, very well. In. And and uh, and then the the door open for for Connor to be able to uh to be able to go on the road with him and he's gonna be his right hand um out on the road. And so through that, man, uh I, I took I took everything that I learned in management, all the back end stuff, and um and and have been able to apply it to Connor's uh Connor's vision and his career. Um, we, we take a we take a really ordinary approach of uh, building building through the live show. And, you know, I've always been at man. And and Cappy taught me this. He's like we're fans first, dude. We're fans first. Any, any show we show up to um, fans are always first. So we really try to take care of them. And we really believe that the fans are what shape um, shape careers. Without them, we wouldn't be anywhere uh anywhere we wouldn't be here and we won't be where we uh want to be um years down the road without them buying tickets man so we we try to take care of them all the dms all the all the meet and greets and all that good stuff we we uh take take all the fans into account and try to help them out as much as possible so uh man it's uh it, it those years of management really really did shape me and um and i'm really really thankful for him and i'm so thankful where i'm at right now uh with connor so yeah
0: now take me through uh, your typical day on the road, uh, as a tour manager.
1: Yeah. Um, so right now we are in a, uh, sprinter and, uh, trailer. So we are still dogging out on the road. Fingers crossed we in a bus at the top of the year, but, um, who knows? This is the first, uh, Hopefully guys, y'all see us on the, on the second leg of the Creek or rise store and, uh, in in a bus. But, uh, right now, I mean, it's, uh, thankfully, and I, I say that we're still dogging on the road. We have, uh, we bring out like one or two drivers depending on how, uh, depending on how long the routes are and whatnot. But, um, usually I'm the first to wake up, um, around seven, 8.00 AM. Most times it's in the front seat of the van. Um, and I walk inside and, you know, it depends, uh, Based on if we're if we're doing a, a, a support act got with Luke Bryan all summer, um, my days are a little bit different with Luke Bryan than I w- will be in the next couple couple months uh, on the Creek or Rise a headlining tour. So, um, man, we we get in um, and I, I go and take a shower, have a, try to have a little bit of time with the Lord. And then, uh, start kick off the day, man. It's, uh, it's a lot of planning. Uh, the mornings are obviously the best before all, all of my guys are up and everybody's nagging each other, uh, trying to figure out details for the day. But, um, a lot, a lot of the prep work and tour management is done, um, prior, man, it's done right now on, on a Tuesday, um, back in Athens. And if, if you're able to do all the prep work in, in advance, then, then your days out on the road, uh, become a lot easier. But, um, you know, uh getting all the meet and greets set up, uh, getting the set time set up, um, radio room, man. Uh we gotta talk to those radio folks. Um, getting making sure like catering's there, uh making sure all your guys know where catering is. And then a lot of it's just day-by-day, day-by-day uh, day stuff, show-by-show show stuff. Um, a lot of times we'll show up and Connor needs to do an all site radio visit. Um, sometimes we'll show up and he needs to go or he wants or gets to go to uh, the local college and tour the football facility and or hit baseballs with the, with the baseball team and whatnot. So it's a lot of just being there with him, uh, making sure he's all right, and then prepping for, for next days, prepping – post-show food man you got to find the best place to eat uh late night late night in the market and uh make sure the runners coordinated to get there uh for all your guys later so it's fun man it's fun no days the same and uh, i'm thankful for that no doubt
0: now working with a lot of younger artists what's a mistake you see some young artists make that uh you'd say to watch out for
1: um man you know I, i don't think there's any mistakes because um I mean, we see it with a lot of artists popping off right now. It, it, speaking of Luke, man, everybody said Luke was making mistakes um, and, and and he would never work. Everybody's saying Zach Bryan's making mistakes and he's not working. But I mean, man, you, you can't argue with stadium sellouts. So, um, man, I, I think I can tell you what is winning and win, uh, authenticity is winning with an artist. Um, authenticity is, is winning and um, authenticity in your music, your personality and how you portray yourself to the general public is winning and so um, I, I encourage all new artists to do that uh, be themselves and and create the music that you really want to create and be able to stand on stand on two feet for what you believe man a lot of people will try to shape what you believe and uh, the art that you put out but um, man it's uh, it's your art so so completely own it and uh, and and uh, I think I think the rest will fall into place
0: now I like to close my interviews by asking, uh, this might be piggybacking off of that one, but just any advice you have for artists out there and also people that want to be in your position as a manager.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of, I feel like I just kind of gave the, the artist advice. Just authenticity is winning, man. Be authentic, yeah. be yourself. Um, uh, fans love it. It's just what we're seeing right now. It's just fans love the true raw content of who you are. Um, uh, for someone getting in my position, I, um, I, I mean, best piece of advice that I've received is actually from Mandelin Monchick, uh, Lainey Wilson's manager who, uh, who is a uh, golly amazing. She's, she's so sick seeing, seeing Lainey's rise over the last few years has been, um, really cool. And so, uh, I'm so thankful for her, but anyways, it's pretty simple. And, and like I said, you learn a lot about the political side of Nashville, whenever you get into, uh, get into Nashville and, um, and get into management and that's really the only way to learn. But, um, the best is simple, dude. Uh, it's a lot easier to do business with people whenever, uh, whenever you're nice. Yeah. So, um, just be a good guy. Um, a lot of people, uh, try to make it a lot harder than it needs to be. And, um, dude, it's a lot easier to do business with people when uh whenever you're nice to them. So, um, that's the best piece of advice I'd, uh, I've received, um, what I can give is that, um, man, uh, getting in this industry is a lifestyle, uh, living living this dream is a lifestyle and so you have to 100 percent want to um want to dive in and if you can see yourself doing anything else um it may it just it's the hard truth is just it may not be the right place for you um it, you can't see yourself wanting anything else because everybody else wants uh wants to pursue this dream
0: well guys thank you so much for listening to the show this week and thanks again to jake for coming on the show i had a great time talking with you man Everyone go follow him on Instagram at jake underscore Kinney. And make sure to come back next week to hear my conversation with Spencer Bradley, bassist for Roman Alexander. Check out Starting Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from our interviews. And also follow Starting Small Music on Instagram at Starting Small Music and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next.